Hello there, and I am so thrilled to have each one of you join us. My name is Amber Griffiths, and it is that time again. So grab your legend pack, bring that speaker to 11. Welcome to Legend. This is the Get Real, Get Loud with Purpose podcast. And this is a series of conversations that explore the dreams and the visions of the individuals who know that their message, their story, their movement, they are certain, they know that they are destined to create something greater than themselves. So each one of my guests here have chosen to leap into speaking and owning their own voice and they're going to share a little bit about you today. So with that, today we get to speak with Vicki Mizell. Welcome, Vicki. Thank you so much for coming to play. I'm so glad we could do this together. I've been looking forward to it for months now. I'm absolutely tickled. Uh, Vicki and I got to meet in New Orleans as so many of my recent guests, because I got to tell you, that room was full of amazing people, amazing stories. And Vicki and I connected like day one moment. Amber, one Amber saved me. Amber <laughs> saved me. I was, I, we were at a party and there was no food and I have low blood sugar and I said, I've got to go eat. So she wasn't even hungry and she came and joined <laughs> me and ordered something just to keep me company. So that was oh, it. I can always eat, especially if I can find something with potatoes. I can always eat something. But it was way too late <laughs> at night. There was no way I was going to let you go out the door late by yourself and go wander for food. Not Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> not going to happen. Okay, Vicki, let's get some of the logistics out of the way. Tell us who you are, who you serve, and what you do. Well, <clears throat> um, who I serve really is anybody, you know, with a, um, that wants to improve their brain and wants to, uh, live their, I would say their highest purpose, you know, to truly find the gift within themselves to know that they're the treasure. And then I help them make, uh, visual pictures of the end result of goals that they want to be able to achieve. And I do it through different courses. I've got a course called Passion Quest, Finding the Work You Love, Loving the Work You Do, uh, Memory Training, and a couple of different books that I've written. And uh, so I do it through, uh, through audio programs, uh, through speaking engagements, through training, and through one-to-one -one teaching. But the, the gist of it is, how to really uh, fine tune your own listening to yourself. I, I've been a meditator since I was 16 years old. And one of the things I found is that when I would meditate, I would get impressions or get feelings about something. And then I would just go with it. And um, one time when I had a, a brain injury from a car accident, it was hard to meditate. And I noticed it was harder for me to kind of organize myself and know which direction to be going into mm -hmm. because it was harder for me to meditate. But then once I had the memory system, uh, that's basically a language of pictures. And then after over time, when you've been practicing, then the pictures just start coming naturally. And uh, I mean, people could say it's your intuition or guidance but it's, I just find it's very helpful to know what to do because these little pictures will just show up in my brain. And then I'm like, oh yeah, I need to do that. Or, or that's a good goal or, 
my dreams. I notice my dreams are kind of telling me to do more performing and acting as well as speaking. <laughs> Ricky's on more stages. I'm all about that. I think that sounds absolutely amazing. People, if you've ever heard her speak, if you've never heard her speak, you must find her. Uh, she recently was on, she and a traveling column, I don't know, collaboration, I guess, all went to New York. They got their books on the Jumbotron. Like they did that whole song and dance in New York. But while you were there, you should have like cleared Broadway stage. I'm like, just so you know, I need to be here. Um, one of the I know my, my, <laughs> my brother said if he comes into some money, he's going to give me his apartment uh, in New York. He said, I'll pay for it. You can have my apartment in New York. And he said, would you want to be here? I said, if I could be on Broadway, you know, I'm no if kidding. I could be on Broadway. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't have a lot of use for New York myself. Like I, that doesn't call to me except for Broadway. I've always, I'm like, I, and not necessarily be on it, but I'm like, I want to fly in, go to a couple of shows and fly back out. I don't like the big city. I'm such a small town girl that the big city scares me. <laughs> Even the idea of it makes me a little, you know, antsy. Um, and it should be fine, but the Broadway is the part I'm like, it would be worth braving everything else if I could go experience Broadway. I think yeah. the, the people, the towns, the feelings. Yeah. yeah, exactly what you're saying. It, it makes you feel alive. Yeah, I could see. I mean, I think part of it is it's hanging out with people who have similar values, who treasure some of the same things. Like if you really appreciate music and the arts and and those kinds of things, I want to hang out with those people because like they're my people, you know, on some level. It makes me feel like I have a community that way. So I think that's I think that's the part that I crave. If I could go, we have a Shakespeare festival here in Utah and I get in that same crowd if we go down to see the plays is, okay, these people appreciate arts. They appreciate the experience of seeing live theater and that, that I crave, that calls to me. So I would come see you in Broadway in a heartbeat, Vicki, in a heartbeat. I was just I, seeing myself calling you. <laughs> you won't believe this, Amber, you won't believe it. I'm in, show. I'm in a show. I will wait for it. I will wait for that call. <laughs> I have no doubt. If you decide that's something you want, I have no doubt you will make it work. Um, but but I'd say that's really my whole MO is I want people to um, know their purpose, make it happen, live from live their dream, and uh, just be happy blossoming people. And uh, I used to teach that when I was a school teacher. I had this whole slide presentation. I started out with the treasure chest and I said, what's the treasure? And you open it up and you see the person and they're holding flowers and or no, a gift box and they're the gift. And then, um, and then I had the world, if everybody was happy with who they are, what they were doing, had their reason for doing what they're doing, not the thing they have to do, but the thing that they want to do and they can thrive and make a living at it then I think we just have a happy blossoming world and uh, there wouldn't be war and there wouldn't be, you know, rape and less illness because everybody's just doing the thing that they know in their heart they, they want to be doing. Oh, I love that. No wonder we connected. Like that so speaks to me. I mean, it's part of when I, when I work with people who are creating their brands, it's okay. What do you want? What are we creating? Like, what does that look like? Ideally, 
and not because I mean it goes beyond vision it's like this is this big dream so how do we create it so that you're seeing while you do it so I absolutely love the way you talk it just makes me really happy <laughs> tell, tell you. me a little bit about your memory because it seems like is that for Alzheimer's patients is that for older people is that for moms who have that mom brain that we all talk about like at what point in my in a, in a person's world is this memory program going to be helpful for them you know, I've taught as young as five. I taught originally in the school system, twelve uh, K through 12. So I was in the school system teaching about 60, 60 programs in 60 schools, teaching two one-hour programs. And then I gave the audio tapes with the workbook to the teachers, you know, um, so they could follow up with the kids. And then I did adult uh, community college and regular college. And then uh, I wanted to start underwriting education. So then I started doing IBM and banks and stuff like that. Around. I started in 1983, 87 to about 1996, I was doing corporate. And then oh I just goodness. worked, I worked too hard. I just worked too hard. I got the Epstein-Barr virus. And then I just couldn't do anything for a couple of years. And so that's when I created the Passion Quest program because a girlfriend said, what do you want? And I said, I'm just laying in bed, you know, trying to find the right homeopath, the right kind of doctor. And, and uh, weather made a difference and exercise made a difference. And then finally I got well enough when I found my Dr. Binder again and uh, he gave me some homeopathic stuff and acupuncture. And I got out of bed and I resumed teaching again. And then at that point, um, a company called The Learning Annex you know, that was in oh. all the cities in America. Uh, yeah. I taught it in San Diego. I taught it in New York and I taught it in L.A. Uh, they would actually provide a place for me to show up where the, the people would already be in the room. So I was basically teaching and then I do the learning annex a couple of times a month and get private people out of that. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's basically for young, healthy brains, but then my uncle got what they thought was Alzheimer's. I needed to save him. The only way to save him was to prove the memory system I was doing with kids could help people with Alzheimer's. And then uh, from 83 also to 87, I worked at a place called the Alzheimer's Family Center. I worked at a couple oh different goodness. assisted living places all through the community college through a, a director named Dean Ortega St. John. And he, he and I met, I told him what was going on with my uncle and we talked for two hours. And at the end of it, he said, go heal my people. And um, <laughs> so it was hit and miss the first four months. I didn't really know what I was doing, but I really believed that this memory system could regenerate the brain and I could help. And after four months, I did, we did have the day that the Alzheimer's people could remember. I actually have that on my website. It's a free, free download. It's the day the Alzheimer's people remembered on brainsproutsmemory.com. And okay. uh, we'll make sure we get that link in the show notes so people can yeah. go listen to it. That'll be good. Yeah. That's and amazing. so it was really wonderful. 
And so uh, once I retired from teaching, uh, then I just kind of focused on Alzheimer's, dementia, brain injured. And now I'm now I'm circling back to really the people with with uh, injuries, uh, dementia, Alzheimer's and healthy brains, because if you teach a healthy brain how to regenerate it and get more and more neural branches going in it and increase yeah. their strength and increase their intuition, increase their speed of their memory and their thinking, they're just going to continue to thrive and do well. Mm -hmm. And I learned this when I was 20, 26, 28 years old, and I've been doing it for about 40 years. And I really, I come from a family where either they do very well and live into their 90s and work the last two weeks of their life, or when they get to be around the age that I am now, they end up in a nursing home with dementia. So, oh um the fact that I'm not in a nursing home with dementia, I think has a lot to do with how I was raised, nutrition, um, you know, keeping up exercise and the memory system. It's yeah. just, it's a simple technique. It's very powerful. It's fun to do. I'm working with uh, a woman now who has a very healthy brain and she's just loving it. She said, oh my God, this is so much fun and this is helping me and now oh, I love that. all kinds of medical terms and it's helping her remember the medical terms. And yeah, so I, um, I love that you deal with all of like when you touch on all those things, because I I think as we're in that, you know, let's everybody talks about self-care and let's make sure we stay healthy. And so we talk about the exercise and the sleep patterns and um, downtime and nutrition, of course. So if we could, but I don't know that I've talked to people who are like, no, no, no let's exercise your brain. You know, I think when my father, before he passed, he was uh, teaching himself Hebrew. Like the last 10 years, maybe maybe a little longer, he was taking less, like found lessons online to learn Hebrew. He got to where he ordered the Bible. So he, I mean, read back to forward. I mean, it was really cool to watch, but it got to where he was actually met some people online. He was doing translations for them from English into Hebrew. And he, with everything else that was going on that was, taking his body his mind was sharp like right to the last second and i think it you know they say like keep active but for those who don't want to necessarily learn a new language especially one that is bad from english right it's not like this memory system especially if it's in pictures like that's something that everybody can find a way to recognize and, and find their place in it so it's not about you know like what language makes the most sense it's like pictures speak to everybody speak Pictures right. are often bilingual, at least, you know, multilingual. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, bathroom, uh, rest area, airplane, water, food, those are all pictures in yeah. airports. Look at the emojis. I mean, the world is, is <laughs> emojis run the world. So we all understand what they mean. Or at the very least, you can go Google what they mean. I'd be careful with that, my friends, because sometimes that's not awesome, but... Like we recognize pictures so readily, our brains are already set up. It yeah. seems like this memory system, like you said, could yeah, help. it really strengthens no where you're at. It, you know, and I feel fortunate that I learned it in my twenties 
because in my 40s, I got hit by a big rig truck and ended up with a very severe brain injury. They thought I'd never teach again. And that's when I went and started working again with the Alzheimer's dementia group because they were slow and I was slow. And I ended up teaching 18 hours a week in nine different facilities during a two and a half year period. And I got my brain back and went back to teach full time, you know, uh, day school again, eighth eighth and ninth graders. And then I went on to teach drama to elementary for a decade. And so I was able to do it. Then I got injured again, only this time as a pedestrian after I retired. And it took another six to eight years to be able to recover. And that time I needed more nutrition and oxygen. But the memory system is really the key. Uh, You know, I I tried to do it without it, but it's really the glue that, that really, you know, flourishes and makes all that energy happen in the brain. Yeah, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I would say, Vicki, we need to put you in a bubble to keep you safe. But it seems like when you come out, you do amazing things. So never mind. <laughs> Thanks for taking one. <laughs> and then yeah. And, and, and I want to share something too. I want to yeah. share something. I have a friend, uh, her name is Lynn Charnay, uh, N-A-Y. And she's in New York. When she was 68, um, she was going through a separation from her husband. Her memory was being affected. And someone had written her a role in Garbo. Uh, to play Greta Garbo. And she was worried about not remembering her lines. And I met her. I met a woman who was friends with her. She invited me to a party. And then I met all of her friends. And they all said, listen, Lynn's going through this. She doesn't have any money right now. It's all tied up. You know, you need to get her in your memory course and you can't charge her. You, they all just (laughs) warned me. And um, so I did, she did the show. And now she's 98 and she's still performing. She just did a performance September 1st and she exercises two days a week. She has a woman come do Pilates with her one day, uh, a yoga another day. But I've noticed that her mind is even faster and sharper now because she has a Russian uh, uh, housekeeper, caregiver. Oh, yeah. And she's speaking Russian in all day long, every day. Oh, and gosh. I can see that she's, you know, sharper and better. And yeah, using, really those little, using your brain, and your memory to do things that are not standard, like that are not part of your routine. That just gets those synapses going. Like they're just firing like crazy. I think that's amazing. I just I love that. I think that is just, yeah, it's just beautiful. Yeah, and the the fact that she, twice a year she performs, she's got a goal. I said, how long are you going to live? And she said, well, you know, my granddaughter will will graduate when I'm 100. So I promised her, she goes, I wish I didn't because sometimes I'm really tired. And she said, (laughs) but I promised her I live to be 100. So I guess I'm going to be 100. She'll hang out. I think... Hey, that's beautiful. I'm tickled that she's still doing what she loves to do. And the other part of that is I, you touched on something. I think stress causes that memory. You know, like I think we don't, I don't usually go to, well, I, I have an issue. I can't remember the, my words. I can't remember where I put things. I, I feel scattered. Like 
speaking to entrepreneurs, speaking to speakers, to moms and non-moms and everybody else is you you run into those people who are like, I just am feeling scattered or I can't quite get my I can't quite get the fog gone. And I think especially over the last few years, but just in general, there's so much we want to do and so many things, places we're running. We're always going someplace and doing something again that we forget that stress takes its toll on all of your body systems. Why wouldn't that include your brain? You know, it's what I mean, EGADS. Yeah, being an entrepreneur is, uh, I found it very hard and it was easy to get scattered quickly and it was easy mm -hmm. to figure, you know, my desk knit up with this paper here, that paper there, one here, one there, yeah. make this call, follow up with this, you know, get it on the calendar. And uh, what I found is that when I made a list every day, put them into pictures made the connection with the memory system, just took that extra 15 minutes a day to do it. And then at night before I went to bed, I would mentally rehearse either the day how it went or the next day how I wanted it to go. And when yeah. I did that, it really did give me that extra power and that extra order. And I was oh, wow. able, able to do it. It made the, the hugest, hugest difference. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm one of those people, like I, I consider myself very organized and yet I came into my office this morning and went, oh my heck, is there room for one more scrap piece of paper that has notes on it? Is there my to-do list? I have the master to-do list. And then there's 27,000 other ones, <laughs> like little bits and pieces to think of, okay, my fellow entrepreneurs, my fellow people who have, are in charge of anybody but themselves. This sounds like a really great system. Like it sounds really powerful, really and long lasting. I mean, this woman did the memory system how long, how, you know, forever ago. And yet here she is still utilizing it, still benefiting from it. Like, that's crazy. Right. Right. Is, oh my goodness. It's a gift that keeps on giving. Okay. It is. You know, it absolutely is. Amazing. You really get it. You really get it. I, I, I know that there are like 10 other stories I want to talk to you about, but so I am going to bring this to a close, but I also am going to invite you back for a second time. I will. Like we need to talk more about the doctor stuff and like all like saving. Okay. My well, let me just say husband. one thing. Let me just say yes. one thing before we close about the yes, new please. book, about yes. the new book, Thank The you. Sister's Love is all my years of memory and pictures and intention and visualizing when I got the call that my brother was in hospice and he was dying and uh, that I should just keep him company over the phone. I, I, I couldn't, I just couldn't. And so I had to breathe and really feel my heart and let my heart dictate what to do. And then I did use visual pictures, seeing myself, my brother breathing, seeing myself visiting him, seeing myself, you know, interacting, visualizing a future together, visualizing, you know, our mother. I just used everything I could to, you know, be able to see him through. And my commitment was I'm either here to take him in a body bag or take him home. Oh my goodness. And friends, total spoiler alert. Her brother was in New York with her. 
So there's a happy ending. <laughs> the, the book is beautiful. The story is beautiful. But your passion quest content and, and products are so good. But really, I will make sure that the link to the Sisters Love Saving. Hang on. I have it. And I will make sure it's in the show notes as well. SavingBrotherFromCOVID.com. It's how a family bonds can save a life. It's it's a really, I mean, get your book, then get a glass of wine or some Kleenex, whatever it is you need, and just <laughs> indulge while you read this because it's just a beautiful story. And and Vicky's commitment to listening to herself and her commitment to her brother and her family is absolutely beautiful and inspiring. So Vicky, thank you so much for coming on. I'll make sure that those links are where they need to be. Um, so that everybody can benefit from this beautiful story and this beautiful book. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your time with us. Oh, today. that was so beautiful. I love chatting with you. <laughs> I love it. Love I it. Really feel all the good feelings I've always felt with you. Just renew. Thank you. Thank you. See, this is why we connected. It just feels right. It just feels good. Um, today we have been speaking with Vicki Mizell. And I want to thank you again for being here, sharing your story and your authentic voice. For those of you who are listening, I know there have been brilliant gems dropped throughout here. So I hope at least one of them has found its way into your heart and inspires you to take action today. So until I get to speak with you again, as always, rock on. <laughs>